Hi everyone, Keith Hadding here again with another episode of Truth in Real Estate and more, unscripted. Uh, today I want to talk a little bit about something a little more serious, so I thought I'd start off by sharing a story with you. There was a newlywed couple and they moved into their new home. Uh, and one day uh, when her husband came home from work, the wife said, honey, you know, there in the upstairs bathroom, there's a pipe that's leaking. Could you fix it? And the husband said, well, what do I look like, uh, Mr. Plumber? <laughs> so a few days go by and the husband comes home from work and the wife says, honey, the car won't start. I think it needs a new battery. Can you change the battery for me? And he says, oh, what? what do I look like, Mr. Goodwrench? <laughs> Another few days goes by and it's raining pretty hard. And the wife finds a leak in the roof and she says, honey, there's a roof leak. Can you fix it? And he says, what do I look like, Bob Vila? <laughs> Next day, the husband comes home and the roof's fixed and the plumbing's fixed. The car's running. He asks his wife, well, what happened? And she says, I had a handyman come in and fix them, she says. Great, he says. Now, how much is that going to cost me, he snarls. Wife says, uh, nothing. He said he'd do it for me if I just baked him a cake or slept with him. Oh, well, what kind of cake did you buy him, the husband asked. He said, well, what, I look like Betty Crocker? <laughs> All right, just trying to be humorous. I guess you had to be uh, had to be there, right? <laughs> Anyways, all right, so let's talk about something that is um, – really significant in our economy today. We don't want to get too political, but by the same token, um, real estate is driven by the economy. And so if you're like me, you read a lot of the stories and things. This morning I was reading from the appraiserincome.com um, an article that says renting a home is more affordable than buying in 59% of the U.S. markets. So it'd be better to rent than to buy in more than half of the markets they studied in the United States. That's probably not a good thing um, unless you're an investment buyer. If you are, call me. You've got tons of places we can we can uh, get for you to help you rent. But, but let's talk about the article itself for a minute and where the credibility in the story comes from. Uh, it says home prices are outpriced, outpacing wages in 80% of the U.S. housing markets. Housing prices are outpacing wages. That means that um, the cost of a home is going to be more and more each year. Um, and it's a greater percentage than the cost of our increase or wage increases for what we make on our jobs. Uh, actually, that, that's to the point of an average of 6.7% right now is the increase year over year in real estate pricing across the market. Now, that's a national number. So we may not feel that here directly. We may even have a better market than that here. But nationally, 6.7% where um, rental rates are only increasing on an average of 3.5%. So uh, you can see that the, the rental rate may be the better alternative for some people. Uh, the analyst incorporated recently released fair market data from the 2019 U.S. Census Department um, from the Department of Her Housing and Urban Development and the wages from the Bureau of Labor Statistics to get those numbers. With rentability um, out, outpacing um, home affordability in all the major U.S. cities they studied, um, 
it, it's making the rental market more and more attractive. And when you take into consideration, we'll try to tie all the other pieces that we look at all the time together. Um, we know that the millennial generation are typically more social. They don't have a problem living clustered. So apartment buildings and townhomes and things like that. So rentals just falls right into that. Plus they have typically a shorter job market. So they have the tendency to change jobs more frequently. Uh, we look at our grandfathers and our fathers. They, you know, they went to work for a company and they stayed with them their whole life. There's a tremendous amount of loyalty on both sides of that equation that are just not there um, or recognized in today's market. And so, um, so rentals become more attractive to them as well. So uh, we can see how these pieces um, start to go together. Um, renting is more affordable than buying a home in the nation's 18 most populated counties and in 37 of the 40 counties with a population of 1 million or more. That's 93%, including Los Angeles, California, Cook County, which is Chicago, Illinois, Harris County, that's um, Houston, Texas area, um, Maricopa County, which is Phoenix, Arizona, and San Diego County in California. Other markets with a population of more than 1 million where it is more affordable to rent than to buy a home include counties like Miami, New York City, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Jose, and San Francisco, uh, as well as Boston. Um, among the 40 U.S. counties analyzed in the report with a population of 1 million or more, the three where it is most affordable to buy a home uh, instead of renting would be Wayne County, which is in Detroit, um, Philadelphia County, which is in Pennsylvania, and um, Cuyahoga County, which is basically Cleveland, Ohio. So um, least affordable, most affordable. So, you know, where do you stand in the market? You certainly can look this up. Again, I found this on uh, appraisalincome.com, but they show you a heat map and, you know, where the best and worst places are all over the country. Um, the report shows that renting a three-bedroom property requires an average of 38% of the weekly wages across 755 counties analyzed in the report. Uh, this, we're going to get into a little bit of the politicking here, but this is important stuff to know. Um, you know, what we spend out of our income uh, has a direct impact on the quality of our life. So the least affordable markets for renting are Santa Cruz um, County in California, where they spend 81.7% of the average wage for the average rent. Uh, that's, uh, that number just shocked me when I read that. I, I have a hard time believing that a person has you know, less than 20% of disposable income after they pay their rent. I'm not sure how they, how they could even survive on that. Honolulu um, County in Hawaii is 74.4%. Uh, Spotsylvania County in Virginia, 73%. Maui County in Hawaii, again, 69.5%. Uh, San Bernito County, which is in California, 68.6%. Monroe County, Florida, 67.3%. Uh, and goes on and on and on showing the different percentages of what they did. The most affordable rental markets in Ohio, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, which that's great news for me. I'm here in North Carolina. Um, and, and so uh, 
that's fantastic, obviously, and again, unless uh, you're on the investment side of that. So among counties with a population of one million or more, the most affordable for renting are Allegheny County in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 25.1%. That's fantastic. I mean, now you got 75% of your income for others. Thanks. Curtoga County, Cleveland, Ohio is at 25.6%. St. Louis County, Missouri is 26.4%. Oakland County in Detroit is at 26.7%. And Wayne County in Detroit at 27.7%. I, I also want to marry that together a little bit with some of the other things. Uh, you can see some of the major news stories that you may have heard about other things like the city of Detroit declaring bankruptcy a few years ago. Certainly is still having an impact. Property values plummeted when that happened, and that would make sense then why um, those that are in the rental market would need to bring their numbers down to be able to get people uh, into those rental units. So <clears throat> here in North Carolina, we've experienced a lot of named storms in the last few years, but a lot of uh, disaster and devastation. And unfortunately, um, you know, um, People are oftentimes underinsured. I know I was on the ferry coming back from Bald Head Island uh, where I had gone out for the day and uh, did some work. And it was right after the Florence had come through. And there was an older woman on the ferry with me who was explaining to my wife and I that she owned two homes on Bald Head Island. Both had been damaged in the storms. And because her units or homes had been paid for, she had no insurance for it. Uh, so she was struggling with trying to figure out how they were going to come about getting those units um, repaired and back in order where they, they live there permanently. So they certainly have to make the necessary repairs. But how can you live on an island? <laughs> uh, I think an island on the East Coast is you're going to have storms. And um, how can you be there and not have insurance? It's, it is surprising to me how many people I run into that are well underinsured. Uh, and so that that creates a situation in the market itself. You have um, people whose homes have been damaged and need to be repaired and they're underinsured. So they have to face the challenge. Do I make the repairs to this house? Let's say they have a 30 year old home and they're going to spend you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to repair it. Would they be better to just take their losses and move on and buy something else? if they're going to have to go back into debt or go further into debt to um, to make those necessary repairs. So we're seeing a lot of properties in our market here in eastern North Carolina, uh, really all the way from the center of the state to the east. We're finding a lot of distressed properties are distressed because of uh, storm damage or being underinsured. So, um, all right. So uh, let me get back to this article. But uh, you, as you guys know, I do my podcasts in about 20 minute um, versions. And right about here is where I would normally be sticking in a, um, a sponsor's advertisement uh, or supporter's advertisement. I say that because I don't have a new sponsor for this today. And, uh, and I'm going to use uh, Anchor, sponsor again, to stick into here. And we'll do that. But know that this could be your spot. This could be a place for you to sponsor your business. Uh, and we'd be happy to stick an advertisement in this podcast for you. So, um, okay. With that said, I'll stick that right in there at that 11.
12 minute mark. All right, so in the um, second session here, um, with growth outpacing wages in 52% of the markets, average fair market rents rose faster than average weekly wages, wages I'm sorry, in 394 of the 755 counties analyzed as well. So that's 52%. Uh, average weekly wages um, has a big impact. I mean, we're basically talking about an inflation thing here. Is, is your rent going to outpace your wages? Is your is the purchase or mortgage money that you're using going to out uh, outrun your income? Uh, I think that's why we hear so much about people talking about raising the minimum wage. I don't know that that's going to solve the problem. I would have the tendency to think that that would create uh, a false inflation and, and may may not help the situation. But that's for the smarter gurus up on the hill to decide uh, and not me. But um, uh, home prices are rising faster than wages in 80 percent of our markets. Now, we're talking about nationally, 80 percent of our markets, the home uh, prices are are uh, outpacing wages. And you think that's good because, you know, homeowners, that's what you want. You want increased value. That's going to give you increased equity, gives you more um, borrowing ability, uh, as it were, or if, it, if that's your retirement and nest egg, certainly prepare you better for that as well. But uh, medium home prices rose faster than average weekly wages in 601 of the 755 counties analyzed in the report. That's 80%. That included the Los Angeles, California, Cook County, Illinois, Harris County, and Texas that we talked about earlier. Um, average weekly wages rose faster than medium home prices in 154 of the 755 counties analyzed, which is only 20%. So home prices rising faster than rents uh, in 70% of the markets. Medium home prices rose faster than average fair market rents in 531 of the 755 counties analyzed in the report. So, hmm, what does all this mean to you? Well, again, if you're an investor and you like to buy investment properties and fix and hold, um, that that's probably the time to do that in some of these markets. In some of the other markets, you may you may see that it needs to be a change in the investment strategy. You know, talk to your local real estate professional. Certainly, if you're here in Eastern North Carolina. Feel free to call me or come by and see me anytime. We can have a much more in-depth conversation about where I think this is um, going to take us and where it's coming from. Uh, for this report, um, Antum Data, that's A-T-T-O-M, Antum Data Solutions looked at 50th percentile average rental data from three-bedroom properties in 2019 from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, along with the second quarter 2018 average weekly wage data from the Bureau of Census Stats. I want to give credit to the people to whom they got their data from. Uh, and the 2018 home price data from Anum Data Solutions, um, publicly recorded sales data in the 755 counties nationwide. Rental affordability is average fair market rent for three-bedroom property as a percentage of an, the average monthly wage. It's based on the average um, weekly wages. Home buying affordability is the month monthly house payment of a medium-based home based on a 3% down payment and including 
um, mortgage, property tax, homeowners insurance, private mortgage insurance as a percentage of the average monthly wage. So basically, if you were looking at an, an FHA type loan, which is one of the most popular loans used, um, that's how they came up with that, those numbers and that basis. Now, if, I want to segue this as well over to the other thing that has, has recently happened that to me makes perfectly good sense. Because if, if we remember, everybody was talking about there's this huge housing shortage in this country. And there really is. That I won't get into all the boring numbers, but there, um, we're not producing as many homes um, as, as we need for new growth, let alone the fact that we have the storm damages and fires and hurricanes and volcanoes and all the um, devastation that we've really seen the last few years and wipe out entire communities that have to be, you know, replace those people all still need some place to be. So, so what's happened is um, Fannie Mae has taken a stand on this to say, Hey, you know, maybe the faster, less expensive manufactured housing product is something that can help us get over this hump. Um, and that's what they really see it as. That it's just a hump here that if we could just get back up to where that number needs to be, get people into some housing now, then they can certainly upgrade or change or move as necessary. So, so they've come up with a program that's called the Mobile Home Advantage. The Mobile Home Advantage is a manufactured housing that's developed to meet specific construction architectural design and energy efficiency standards that are more consistent with the homes built today. Examples of these elements include distinctive roof treatments, garages or carports, durable siding materials. Um, the mobile home advantage is open to all manufacturers. Um, so if a manufacturer will build a house to meet these guidelines that they're talking about, then they're going to have a mortgage financing program specifically designed for them, which can help people who may be struggling otherwise, whether it be from credit or whether it be from initial investment or the monthly payment, this may be a way to be able to get them uh, in a house uh, in a situation. So again, you need to look at the market you're in and say, is that a more productive option for me? Or is renting a more productive option for me right now? Or is am I in a position where I can buy something more um, a typical long-term type housing. So everybody's situation is different, but also everyone's market is different. So when you're talking to your market experts in your area, you know, they jump on the MLS and they pull up these numbers and fancy data and, and you know, we can make numbers say about anything you want to, but you need to drive that conversation a little bit um, and, and talk a little bit about, okay, my market specifically, and not just how many homes have sold and how many are available on the market, but what rentals are available in the market? What's the average rental rate in my market? If I had to, if my job transferred me or something and I had to move, and I find this a lot around our military bases, that people come in and they buy and they don't give any consideration to what if they get PCS or something in just a year or two, they don't have a lot of equity built up in that home. Can they even rent it for a period of time before they sell it? Um, or rented for a period of time because they might anticipate coming back. Um, the military has a tendency to bounce people back and forth. So for all of those reasons, 
you know, that data is that much more critical and that much more important. So make sure you're whoever's helping you with your real estate investments and a home purchase or real estate investment understands that market well enough and shares with you the data and information so that you can make a good, solid investment uh, when you purchase your home. So um, remember there you have the mobile home advantage um, opportunity out there. If they're not aware of that program, find someone who is. Uh, there are a lot of other programs. Don't just take the cookie cutter loan program in your area, right? You go to a military base, everybody wants to sell you under a VA program. You get out in the country, everybody wants to sell you on a USDA program. You know, you get in the in cities and towns and they want to sell you on an FHA program because that's what we get used to doing. We gear towards that. A lot of those programs meet a lot of people's needs, but you know what? There are a lot of other programs out there. Uh, when I closed my last home mortgage, my uh, attorney asked me, how did I come up with this loan? Because he said, it's got to be in one of the top five programs I've ever seen. And I said, well, I asked. I had a friend in the mortgage business and I asked them to look for some creative things and not just look at what the standard cookie cutter mortgage was for my area. And the things that she came back with were surprising and it gave me an opportunity to pick something that I felt like fit what I was going to do in my home and in my lifestyle. You need to do the same thing. There are as many mortgage programs out there as there are homes to buy or land to build on. Uh, so it, it takes some time. If you haven't um, already signed up to get a, an advanced copy of my book, my book talks a little bit about having some of these conversations and trying to help you give a plan or a path, whether you're buying or selling, you need, a, you need a plan and you need somebody to help you with that plan. And I explain to you a little bit in that book about why you need those things. So let's make sure we give it some good thought before we invest a lot of money. All right, so I'm over my 20-minute mark, and uh, for episode number three, I hope you're following along with me. And remember, I need some sponsors. Love to put you in the middle of this message uh, as a sponsor. But again, my name is Keith Hattie. So for things, uh, all things real estate, the truth in real estate, and more, uns, uns, well, we'll talk about anything. You want to send me a comment about something completely off the wall, we'll stick it in here and have a conversation about it. We'll go wherever you want to go. We're just going to talk about real estate until you get bored with that and uh, and get involved and give me some feedback on this. So uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. Uh, again, Keith Hadding, NC Realty Services. Thank you and God bless.